0: Hey, welcome to another episode of Shit We Don't Talk About, powered by Helix Interactive. My guest is Debbie Shear, speaker and humor strategist. Her motto is, if we can laugh about it, then we can surely talk about it. And you can see why she's a perfect guest for this podcast. The topic this episode is sobriety. And yes, for those of you who know me, you heard that right. Okay, strap in, here we go. Hi, Debbie Shear. Hi. How are you? I'm so glad to see you. That's how I am.
1: I know. I love seeing your face.
0: (sighs) In these days when we can't see you in person and your amazing presence, I can at least get a hit off the Debbie Shear bong here. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) On this podcast. Gotcha. (laughs) We're gonna get (laughs) right into this. So you did a post, you've done a couple posts, but you did a, a post specifically a few weeks ago about this topic that we're going to dive into. And I just thought it was so interesting. I'm I'm going to bury the lead here or I'm going to jump in and say, I love that your topic about drinking and not drinking, how that really just winds a lot of people up and makes them react so oddly. Let's just dive right
1: in. Yeah, let's do it. What do you want to dive into? Why the why the why behind yeah. the, the wound up the wind up? <laughs> the why the why
0: behind the wound up is very uh, very important because I think it gets a lot of people thinking. And mm-hmm. right now, even though it's such an uncomfortable time and people just want to bury their feelings, I mean. I feel you. I mean, look at behind me. If you're watching a video, my clock always says five o'clock and it really freaks
1: people out. That's (laughs) awesome.
0: Why is that? I'm like, because it's always five o'clock somewhere, folks. So as you know, a lot of my brand involves imbibing and uh, some of your brand now involves that you don't. And the post that I'm referring to is just so interesting that how people have reacted when you told them you wanted to stop drinking, which wasn't necessarily
1: positive. I know right you know I joke about it but it is true like I am 52 I came out of the closet as you know an out and proud lesbian a long 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 time ago and I have to tell you in comparing the reaction to coming out as gay and coming out as sober a lot more love shown my way coming out as gay Books. It was really interesting. And does
0: anybody see the irony in this? And I and mean, yeah. the, the big topic of shit we don't talk about, yeah. which is dry drink or you know dry sober, uh, sober, and uh, yeah, and the fact of of choices that you make. I found a, a theme in this podcast, which is mind your business, <laughs>
1: mind your business, and
0: a lot of people get very uncomfortable about that. So, tell me what led you to realize you wanted
1: to live a sober life. Yeah. I wish, you know me, Mia, I am prone to the dramatics. I love a good story. We love flair, sis. Better than most. And I don't have it. And I'm kind of regretting that. I mean, I wish I had a leaving Las Vegas story, although that did not end well for Nicolas Cage. Let's be clear about that. But I wish I had something that was wherever, you know why? Because everyone would go, oh, we get it. Right. Right we get it, you had no choice, but to stop, like your family was in jeopardy, your health, right, but I don't have that, at least in my brain, how my brain works, so it's a little bit, you know, anticlimactic, which again, who doesn't love a good climax, so I apologize for that, but it just was, I, I the, the very condensed version was, I was out with a friend, we went to dinner, uh, we were at a conference in Florida, and we had the the usual amount of wine. It was not like I, you know, but I woke up the next morning and I just didn't feel well. And I hadn't felt well after drinking for a long time. Like it went from being able to drink copious amounts in my twenties, going to bed at three, getting up at six, starting my day to now, you know, being 49 going, I only had a glass of wine. I probably shouldn't feel this way.
0: <laughs> this kicked my ass. So I would say age, definitely, you just don't have the capacity. I mean, at 25, no. we could eat that greasy egg sandwich no. and just be like 9 a.m., I got this again.
1: Give me more. So yeah, <laughs> and then I just, we, I woke up and I said, you know, I think I'm just gonna take a pause and I'm gonna go 30 days. I downloaded one of those apps that kind of tracks, you know, your days, your hours, your seconds, whatever, and how much money you save. And I really thought it'd be a 30 day, what have you, and it just kept going. And for me, immediately into it a few days, my sleep improved. I was having big, big old sleep issues. And I also have IBS and anxiety and depression and a lot of dietary challenges. So let's let's Debbie just continue to put an inflammatory product into your body <laughs> to give you these IBS flare-ups on the regular. So that was the other thing I noticed that just went away. And I thought, oh yeah, that's good news. Yeah. So it, I, I wanted to show up as a better parent, a better friend, all of that stuff, which is what we're supposed to say, right? I get it. But <laughs> I just, yeah. And then the thing that wasn't so fun that a lot of people don't talk about. A, I gained weight, solid 15. Hey, would like a prize, something, not a cookie, but something. Uh, Because what a lot of people say is, I lost 15 to 20 pounds. And I'm thinking, oh, no, I was trying to get that sugar in my body in another way. So I spent all the money I was saving on alcohol on like thumbprint cookies at Sugar (laughs) Bakery off of Broadway, just, you know, fulfilling this, this craving.
0: There's the freshman 15 and then there's the sober 15.
1: No joke. A lot of people don't talk about it. And yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed uh, in that that I would have known. <laughs> might've made a different choice. I don't know. But the other thing I just want to chat about, and I know you've done this as a topic, not talking about mental health, my anxiety and depression now wasn't being masked or dealt with through booze. Wow. So yeah. that was a big old... You know, locomotive just crashing into my everything.
0: Yeah, booze is a squelcher. Big time.
1: Yeah. And it is for people who have anxiety, at least for my situation, it was during the night or day. It sure as shit wasn't at 2 a.m. when I would wake up and have super severe anxiety, borderline panic sometimes then it w- yeah
0: yeah i've always talked about the the it's not night terrors necessarily but it can feel like that i've mm. in my brain i've i've always seen some things like during the daytime it's nice it's it's chilled out and at nighttime it just grows these these teeth and or these big fangs and yeah. claws and and whatever it is grows exponentially so that yep. is very very true that you, there is a masking to it and again i want to be clear on everything that i talk about on this podcast it's very individual, and that's totally. the crux about shit we don't talk about. Is you just say, okay, it's only my experience. However, getting it out loud is yeah. where change can be made. Whether you say I'm good, I mean, we we joke about when we when I brought this topic up to you. Um, there's, I just have, I have Friday with the Frenchie. I drink wine with my dog on yeah. Fridays and talk shit about a bunch of shit. Um, but I just was so curious between watching your journey and then also our friend Megan's that's yeah. very out loud about it. And it's, I could just see that it opens up a lot of people's brain to many different things, which is your individual journey, the health parts of it, the yeah. mental health parts of it, and then, of course, the money part of it.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, all that money went to sweets and uh, so <laughs> I could have bought a new car by now and I just, no, but it is true, right? You know, I was going drive to- drive your it, ass around, sis. Everybody knows I love Costco and Costco Liquors uh, is my second favorite place that has the word Costco in it. And so I was going there, that's, I was buying my handles of Tito's. I would buy all my booze there, and but that adds up. It does. It you know, does. it's, yeah. I love the idea
0: too, again, of when, you, when you're, well, not love, but let's just talk about it, of that you have to face these things that get masked with yeah. the different, with, it could be food, it could be booze. And this one in particular, it was the alcohol. And then you start facing the things. Uh, did you find that you were just getting through a lot more or uncovering a lot more now that you weren't masking it? With the Un-
1: yeah, great question. Uncovering a lot more with a lot of discomfort, uh, which is typically how the shit rolls. And yeah, it was very interesting. And, and I was also dealing, which I didn't recognize while I was drinking, a lot of grief, mm-hmm. trying to cover up a lot of grief. My mom had passed away in 2016. Still, that will never end, right? Mm-hmm. That processing Um but it was interesting when i took that alcohol away it's like okay grief you are awful <laughs> you're awful right. you and suck. so it was it was really it's it's exhausting let's be clear like you know it is exhilarating to work through things it is exhausting to do the work and so yeah,
0: you can apply that on so many things right now. And I, right. I, I find it interesting that we're talking about this in the time we're now in six months into the pandemic. So you know, this is when the rubbers hit the road for a lot of folks too. Of the grief, of the uncovering, yeah. and now there's a lot of things in our life that just are not the same. You're, we're not well, we're not on that same schedule. The kids are all over the place for a lot of folks. Um, I am seeing. Um, I talked to a friend the other day. Is another where there's there's three of us and we have a. It's called Wine Witches and Women. We get together hello. every every Wednesday night on our own little private Zoom and. I thought about you because one of the one of the witches came out and said, "I am going to take uh, I'm going to take October off." My husband and I, with uh, drinking, and so and and it, we are in such a good space, all of us, that we're like, "Hey, sis, we gotcha." My other friend and I are like, "We're going to be over here <laughs> with our handle of Tito's, and that's cool too." And so it was very cool to see the different reactions. However, we are going to be observing our. And I want to hear her feedback as well, because I think the curiosity is what can affect change for people and also let them be comfortable with making yeah. that change. Yeah. For sure. As, as again, like you said, we, we joked about the reactions that you got when, oh. you, when you came out as sober, because it is coming out as sober. It is. And the
1: discomfort it caused other people. Talk about some of the. I mean, Big I was. Big time. That's the most interesting to me. You know, yeah. uh, of course, you're good friends. People support you. I do believe that fully. People want the best for each other. But people also, when they see someone else taking a leap or doing something, uh it does regardless of what it is make us all question right whatever we're going through mm-hmm. and so while i had people who were supportive i did you know relationships shifted i mean I, I, were you in, single at the time sorry i'm just gonna get uh, right that's in there. a great question um this is how barren my dating life has been. I've got to go way back. No, okay. I, I was yes coming out. I was I was single. Yes, yes. Yeah, gotcha. Because <laughs> it
0: does make a difference of, yeah. of what other behaviors are in your home, and certainly yeah. right now when you are, we are all a captive audience. Uh, what the behaviors at home are going to be, uh, not exacerbated, but certainly magnified. Yeah. In that sense too. So, but yeah, I just thought it was so interesting when you were telling me that the the comparisons they were making oh girl
1: <laughs> let me tell you something i'm just going to go for it so when i came out you know and i do this and it it's of course meant to be funny but it is of course ultimately meant to drive home a point so i came out as gay uh, you know how, who who even remembers how long ago and uh I, I never had anybody say things like are you sure i mean you don't look like rosie o'donnell in whatever the softball movie was i can't remember it. <laughs> a league of, a their, league own. of their own <laughs> and i'm like yeah i don't actually look like rosie o'donnell in any movie she's been in but i get your point i get right. your lesbian softball reference and so nobody said that to me right i really i was very lucky because i have friends who did go through more difficult you know um coming out experiences yes. but i gotta tell you you know nobody said to me when i came out as gay Are you sure? You know, maybe just like cut down on the penis a little bit, like
0: only on the weekend. Twice
1: a week, or just, yeah, Friday, Saturday, and then up to Sunday at three, you can have penis, and then like, whoa, pull way back. (laughs) Nobody said that to me, but what people have said to me, Not anymore. You know, when I came out as sober was, are you sure? I mean, are you sure? It didn't seem like you drank that much. I mean, maybe just don't drink during the week, right? Like just drink on the weekends, happy hour. And then I thought, and they're coming from a place of helping, right? You know, people, that's how we all move through the world, hopefully. But it was very interesting. I sat back one day and compared and I thought, huh, curious,
0: on, on these it two is. huge decision makers. And and when you say, hopefully there's like a big asterisk, like hopefully mm, uh-huh. that that's the place they're coming from. And and with that being said, I know there was a, a post recently that I noticed that it just shook some folks up, uh, with the discussion about going dry and, um, or going sober. And, uh, yeah, it was very interesting to see how that rattled people. Now, we, we had, a, I had a podcast recently talking about being a childless matriarch or not oh, having yeah. children oh. by choice. And it is very interesting when you make a choice that rattles someone else's choices or sort of shows a mirror to them. And, uh, they, and then you don't really go into feeling badly about that choice. Thank you. <laughs> that, that right there. Really not make, that makes people uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. And sometimes what happens, you know, you make a choice, you feel good, your life has changed. It's it's wonderful. You want to share. Like you said in the beginning, you know, sharing could create a, an opening for one other individual. And I'm very much, as you are, talk about it. Let's share. Let's talk about it some more. Let's keep going. Right. It might but, land for someone. I'll share. And, Yep. And you know what? And it might not land for you. And the thing is, I think people's perception is if you talk about something more than one and a half times, now you're like a fundamentalist Christian, you know, an evangelical, and you're just like taking on a road show and you're going through the States. And I'm thinking, really? But that's their perception, right? That you've gone over the top, you won't shut up. That's all you talk about. Right. And I thought, okay, that's a valid take on it. Maybe that's true. I mean, ask my kids. They'd say there are things I never shut up about. They're probably more accurate than someone who reads a post on Facebook. But
0: <laughs> They and actually do, see it 24 seven. So they, they know it. the show, right? They
1: know it. And you even said in the beginning, mind your own business. And there's a just... piece of me that thinks I have learned and I'm gonna be honest, it has taken me a hell of a long time to separate your shit And then my going down the rabbit hole about what it means for me. That's not, that's not been easy. And so now I can say this person's having a pretty big reaction and that's theirs, right? That's maybe moving some juices for them. I don't know. It's kind of like you and I've talked about this, you know, all the time, white open-minded or liberal women who get real pushed, when they think somebody's talking about them. And I have been that person. And it's taken me a long time to go, you know what? I know that's not talking about me, the specific issue. So I'm going to let it go. Centering.
0: Yeah. Centering is such a huge one. And, and if you're watching the video, you could see me just kind of have my, my head down, eyes closed, like, yes, because that, that the centering is a huge, huge deal. And I know for myself, when you said that, you're, I'm go- I go through the same thing. It is a lot of work to extricate that, your story, yeah. my story, because I know for myself, I lo- I, memes, the, the advent of memes has just changed my world because now I can express everything in a meme. Generally, my reaction would be something the lines of Game of Thrones uh, with yeah. the dragon, also, yeah, roundhouse yeah, yeah. kick. I love a good roundhouse kick reaction. Yeah. Or Sigourney Weaver in Aliens with oh, yeah. flamethrower. Just yeah. love it. Earth theory. Um, and and so yes, facing that and saying, okay, what's my shit? What's your shit? And then. If you are grounded and have set that intention, that takes a lot of it out too, of like, okay, now was that me or was that them? But the but the white centered female, that's going to be a whole other show, folks. That
1: is a whole other show. And I don't, but we'll just take <laughs> that no, concept. But and I it love is, it.
0: I, I, I want it, it really comes into play in this conversation. You're going to need too. to
1: do a two part series. Just yes, want to throw that out there for that one. Mm-hmm. But it is true. And when I feel that rub, I, I am now able to pause and go, I've got to check my shit because something's coming up for me and there's a reason, right? Somewhere, somewhere there's a reason. And it's the same for people who don't drink. You know, I, I, I don't want to say lost a lot of friendships, but a lot of my mom friendships morphed, shifted. Uh, that mom thing. That's that big that That's mommy
0: big juice deal. thing. I yeah. think when we talked about this, as we were preparing for the show, I was talking about there's a, there's a movie called This Means War. This Means mm. War. It's with Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine, just adorable. And uh, the guy that plays Bane, love him, Tom Hardy. Anyway, there's your IMDb moment. Thank and you. there was this moment where one of her friends is a, a mom. And uh, she's like got this, thing. she got, oh, that's mommy juice. And that's like a sippy cup. And yeah. she's like, oh, there's a little bit of juice in there. And this was a movie from about 10 years ago. But I don't know why that struck me so much of that, that normalization. Yeah. And now even since then, because of the internet, I even, you know, it's bad if I'm noticing and I, I get my boozy on of that normalcy yeah. of you can only, i I'm mom so hard. Uh, when I have my wine and I'm thinking, wow, that seems inappropriate. Let me tell but you something. That's place of judgment too. So I got to check myself on that. So there you go.
1: Well, it's, you know, there's fair. I mean, who, whoever is the marketing brilliance behind marketing to moms, hopefully they've won many awards because they deserve it. Because it is you know, alcohol industry in itself is a multi, multi multi-billion dollar industry. I don't know the breakdown um, as to who is consuming what, but- It's a lot. (laughs) There's a mom culture that says, you know, if you parent, it's so incredibly difficult to do that, that the only way you can get through is with mommy's helper. And let, let me tell you something. I- had a lot of mommy's helpers Mm. and I loved them all. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, you should, you know, they tell you, you never say you love one child more than the other. (laughs) I don't say I loved one booze more than the other. (laughs) I did have favorites on certain days, but, but the point being like, I was not showing up as a better parent. Mm -hmm. Hands down.
0: Now, and nobody wants to talk still. about that. Who no. wants to be honest about that and, and say, and I can just imagine, I have this vision in my head of like this uh, real housewives moment or the desperate housewives moment of you being that one person that says something and everybody's, you know, because you're, when you say it, everybody has to take a, or they don't have to, right. but they do take a look at themselves. So I can imagine there were a lot of relationships that were modified.
1: It, and they just fall to the wayside. You know, that's the hard part. It's like shedding, you know, it's pruning, right? Mm-hmm. I, I love to garden and it's pruning. You have to prune to have new growth. You just yes. have to. And so when you stop drinking and not all, I mean, I had some really solid mom relationships. And what we found out is that they were not centered around alcohol, right? They were centered around other things, other oh, connections. Good point. But the, point. the oh. ones that had booze at the, 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 you know, the central stake those have shifted. Yes. And, okay. And there's no right or wrong about it. I still really care about these people. It's just, what else do you have to talk about if it's not, you know, a, a vodka seven? Would it, would it, right. I don't know.
0: Or the Karen with the juice boxes meme, exactly. the whole thing. And it's exactly. and, and again, I, I love the the point that you make of kind of giving people at least not of. Uh, you know, not a reasoning, but it really is very tricky how things are, are shown to people and how, from a marketing perspective, oh. how clever they are yeah. at, at normalizing that. It's, it's,
1: uh, it's pretty insidious. Well, they're so clever at normalizing it that if you go outside of that box, there is the it was like the word of the day, we we're going to throw it in. If you go outside, now something's wrong with you. Because the the dominant culture is such that this is just our jam, right? This is what we do. What's wrong with you for breaking away? And now because you broke away, you must think you're up here. That's the shit that I just, I had to cut that at the knees. Because let me tell you something. I have other things in my life that I think i really like, <laughs> trust, I am that bitch. But alcohol, drinking or not drinking is not one of them. And so it's an interesting thing to think, wow, you really think by me sharing one post that I am suddenly elevated to the spot? You, you haven't spent enough time with me. Have you, have <laughs> you met me? <laughs> Because I got a whole backpack of other things. (laughs)
0: I got a Pandora's box of crazy that I could whip out on you. That this is just a minor one. And I I think it's actually two things. It's uh, it's either one, uh, you're a party pooper, you're no fun, or... Wow! How come you can't hang? Are you that? Are you that much of an alcoholic that you yeah. know? So there's a judgment on so many sides that uh, the peer pressure. It, yeah. I can see it seeming, especially in the mommy world, and and yeah. it just there's again memes, jokes, uh, things that are targeted at it, and that makes me so frustrated as a woman and knowing that you know, as part of my brand is that it's female buying power yeah. and that women make 85%, if not more, if not all of the overall buying decisions, whether it's our money or not. And that's what you're
1: going to emphasize. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good you know, point. That's it. That's the, what you're going with. And now that we're in a pandemic, and many of us are at home trying to, I work from home, which is a blessing and a curse. And my kids are doing remote learning right now. And I did just post that meme that said, you know, mommies don't need wine; we need real. I'm, I'm not getting the, the quote correctly, but we need like real, sustainable, genuine help. Yeah, that was the truest thing I've seen. Don't throw a, a bottle of Pinot my way. Get me some real help, some solid help. Whether it's mental health help, whether it's great, whatever it is, that's what I need. Yeah, and that's no, what I need.
0: No backlash. Uh, no guilting. I yeah. will say most of the things on this podcast, the shit we don't talk about, are covered in shame, steeped mm-hmm. in shame, hidden in the dark. It's very painful. You know, if, if you're, I mean, I think about the recent whistleblower that came from Pence's camp and, you know, just that feeling she must have felt of being, first of all, the only female that's really kind of gone on the record and knows that she's going to get lambasted. Yeah. So that moment of stepping out in truth and saying, hey, this is what's going on for me, it may not be popular. Yeah. um is is really starting to come out and so it 's interesting and i can 't remember it might have been Bacardi um, or some booze company came out recently with a alcohol that was geared towards women, and uh, they got ripped to shreds and I was did. so pleased to see that of women were like not having that bullshit of like Great. really you 're gonna you 're gonna pander to me with this of of this, you know, pink wine with this label, it was it was so bad, and I was so excited to see that people were not buying into that shit, into that pink washing, you know, just like any lot of other pro- products that are uh, supposedly for women but are more expensive or just super pandering.
1: Yeah, and you know what, Shayna Firm of the pump and dump, one of my favorite
0: duos. I love.
1: uh, loved her. I love Tracy, the pump and dump that love them. Uh, she made a comment on my post that I thought was really brilliant and important to look at. She said, I hear you. And she's, uh, you know, drinks and she's totally open about it. Why? Because who cares? We're adults, right? right? So who cares if you do or don't? But she said, what's interesting is, you know, we talk about this mommy culture, mommy culture, and nobody's, nobody's, you know, hammering the daddy culture, right? Like the boo- alcohol is not going after daddy culture. And- oh. I sat with They're celebrating it
0: with dad bods.
1: Well, and the other thing, I think that the industry is so tunnel vision, they can't market two things to one group. So dads get sports, right? We make the stupid gender, right? That's just Mm -hmm. ridiculousness that so we're gonna push the boosty in the sports lens, and then the moms, well, you must need it for parenting. So it's it's problematic.
0: Holy but, crap. Wow. I love that
1: she brought that up because that I started to think, oh, there it is, right? God forbid you have a mom who likes to watch sports and have a drink when she's watching sports. There's n- I haven't seen an ad for that or an ad to help daddy parent better.
0: Wow. I never put that together. <laughs> <laughs> that it just went to, to dads or men to, to enjoy yeah. things more as opposed to women. Look how much shit you got on your plate. Way to really push that narrative. Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah. Big time. I call bullshit on that. It is. Well, sis, what are your next steps? I know you are doing a ton with speaking and getting yeah. out there and being an advocate as well. What's, uh, what's next for you in this world?
1: Ooh. Woman. Uh, I'm still, you know, pushing, uh, the using humor to talk about difficult topics. That's been a, I've received a lot of requests for that, which isn't surprising during this time and what we're all going through. Um, and also I am, I'm really excited. There's a new, um, GLBTQ radio station that's starting. And so I was asked to be a host. There are many hosts and a host. So I'll be doing a show on that, um, which is great. And, and really, I'm really interested in looking at um, ageism in the GLBTQ community, as well as addiction, alcohol specifically, because we don't need to look any further than a pride festival to see how much booze is pushed on our community. So and that is. Conversation. Uh, thank you for
0: putting those two together <laughs> because I think obviously it infiltrates everywhere. Right. And and generally when we're talking about this, we are talking about hetero, yeah. you know, cis white females. Uh, but that conversation needs to go out even further, right?
1: Yeah. Big time, big time. So I'm doing doing that and emceeing and auctioneering and you know remote learning yes For really nobody I don't know if we can call it learning at this point I don't know
0: what's happening yeah, I think it's getting getting by uh, we, we've uh, been talking about that even with within my family of we have three uh, very capable adults who are still trying to yeah. navigate this system. Right. Of online learning. So I just am happy to wake up every day and if I walk out of the house to have pants on. I love
1: that. And uh, although you, know, you probably look good without pants. So let's just be clear. So <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Is know this is what it is. I mean, this is this is look does this is look weird? No, your hair's done. I won't look in the back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. dude. I'm
0: talking about that, the beauty of the pandemic is so don't look at the back of my head then. It's got a mask. I got a I got the mask, uh, tie strings on. Leave me alone. Well, I'm very excited to have you in the can, uh, Debbie on this oh, I'm it. sorry, this podcast. <laughs> and I have one final question for you. Yes. Burning. What is your favorite uh, swear word or expletive?
1: I thought you were gonna ask me what's your favorite beverage alcohol? <laughs> beverage. <laughs> Well, that too. (laughs) Surprise. You know what? I have, um, I I love swear words. I'm like you, you and I are kin. kin, It's our love language. It is kind of our love language. And I love when it's used in bizarre context. And um, yeah, so, you know, like quit fucking my tits, which is just not, not literally, right? It's not, a, I'm not saying that literally, not that I would mind. That would be amazing. It's been a very quiet seven months, but you know what I'm saying? One I say to my kids a lot, which they don't really appreciate, and it's not a swear word. is just like, check yourself before you wreck yourself. I oh, like to, you know, great. you and I are the same music genre. Yeah. I don't the, know. I mean, the, the F-bomb can go a long way if it's not overused. I feel my like God. you reserve those words to have power. Yes. So.
0: Yeah. And, and so they can be muttered. I love, I love muttering Uh, anything like, oh, fuck, you know, like that kind of thing.
1: I am muttering a lot too. And accidentally on a couple of zoom calls, like not this shit again. (laughs) That's my new favorite. Not this shit again. Which is, you know, I might have muttered it on a group family call. I don't know, my dad was still talking on the phone while on Zoom. Can you see me? Can you hear me? And then I'm like, not this shit again. It's been seven I'm- months of training. <laughs> like, come on.
0: Still, right. still. Oh,
1: it's awesome.
0: I heard a good one. I'll share. I heard this on a podcast and it, it was the cadence. I, I literally have to give little post-it notes of funny uh, shit I it. hear. And somebody said, instead of what the fuck, they said in the sense of, oh, off you fuck. Oh, I Like, like and one. it was just so good. Like just more of a, of a directive. Oh, off you fuck. And I love I that.
1: Oh, yes. that just seems almost as if you're giving someone just a gentle, like, like a hidden compliment in a weird way. Right. Like it's just a weird, <laughs> the way they say I could hear it with like a British accent or something. It's like, Oh, I think they like me. No, not at all. <laughs> right.
0: Nope. You're, you're reading that wrong. So yeah.
1: Debbie Shearer, yeah.
0: thank you for sharing very oh, important information, you. sis. Love you.
1: I love you
0: too. Thank you. Big shout out thanks to Debbie for sharing her journey with us. Once again, proof positive that we need to be open to the fact that people actually do know how to make choices that work best for them, right? And if a choice someone is making bugs you, you need to take a look in the mirror. Something we all need to be reminded of. If you'd like to know more about Debbie, go to DebbieShearspeaks.com. If you like this episode, please do all the things. Like, share with your friends, subscribe, and leave me a review, especially if it's a good one. If you really like the podcast and you want to show it, head on over to Podcast.com, Click on the Patrons button and become a full-time supporter of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. See you next time. Bye!